think this is gonna be a good episode. There's a uh, a lot to discuss. We got three unique albums, um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm also gonna dub this uh, episode "Attack of the Caps Lock," <laughs> which I'll explain later. <laughs> this is music talk for riffandrock.com. I got T'Angelo and Ryan on these hot, hot mix. How you guys doing? And, and <laughs> guest starring Andromeda Colburns. Andromeda. Who is Andromeda. currently slamming a block into the desk. <laughs> Fuck your desk. Oh my god. This is a kid-friendly podcast. Psych! <laughs> your kids should listen to this podcast. It was one, right. of my, one of my supervisors actually does a podcast about like church and God and stuff. And then at some point I was like, oh, yeah, I do a podcast too. And she's like, well, what's it about? I'm like, well, we make sex jokes and talk about albums. <laughs> what did they say? She just kind of looked and goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally so. <laughs> uh, but T'Angela, how, how are you doing on this on this day? I, I'm feeling great, man. Life is a blessing. Got a new gig, you know what I mean? So I can't complain right now. I cannot complain. And, and Ryan, how are you doing? You know, I'm good. Fuck Donald Trump. Um, you know, <laughs> we're just chilling. We're just out here. You know, shout out to my girl Kelsey, getting her stretch on right now. You know, it's, it's all good. I think you bring up a good point. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. It was just the fact that he said, since my girl Kelsey getting her stretch on. <laughs> Yeah, stretch them hammies. <laughs> so oh, we got we, we got we got three albums, um, and I don't know where to start. There's I have strong feelings on all three. Tiny, start with tiny. All right, so yeah, is it tiny or tinny? I think it's, it's tiny. When they when he, he was on oh. an episode of Top Gear and they called it, they said tiny. Oh, wow, he was on Top Gear. That's dope. He was on Top Gear. Well, he's twice. British. Yes. Aren't, aren't all British celebrities on Top Gear? Basically. It's either that or the fucking cooking show. <laughs> the, the baking one. <laughs> Basically. What, what, what is the baking show? You never seen uh, Great British uh, Bake Off? It's called The Great British Bake Off. Yeah, that show's amazing. Where they make the blandest British like desserts possible. They're not bland. They're delicious, I'm assuming. They're British, never... therefore they're bland. But they like make them in a tent in the middle of a sunny meadow. And they're like, oh, this cake it's, is so good it's for the really queen. Weird. There's like four seasons on Netflix. You should just watch like three minutes of one episode and be like, oh, this is super British. Yeah, but it's super intoxicating. Like, you gotta be careful because if you get to minute four, you're done. You're gonna watch all four seasons. Really? Yeah, it's, I'm about to check this shit it's out. It's so man. quaint and British, but it's horrendously addictive. Cause like How long are the episodes? Well, like I think they're about 45 minutes a piece. Yeah, it's like but, American Idol length. Oh. But but instead of people <laughs> singing uh, covers of Miley Cyrus songs, they're making cupcakes. And when the cupcakes and, get fucked up, they're hilarious. And they call fuck it the Miley sponge. Cyrus. Like sponge cake. Yeah, fuck Miley Cyrus. Yeah, a country ass, bitch ass motherfucker. We got you, Miley. We got you. Yeah, wait a minute. Hold on. Before we get on, on the tiny, T'Angelo, you start posting some Miley hate, and I'm not following the Miley the Miley scene. What's what's going on with Miley? 
Essentially, she realized her last album didn't sell as well as her other ones. So she went on hiatus for a little while. So she disappeared. No crazy antics. You know, she she literally fell off the face of the earth. Like, we didn't see or hear anything from her. Well, last, well, we, well last she year did she that one that shitty album. With the Flaming Lips. Yeah. You know everybody didn't listen to that. Well, we the three of us listened to the, the one album she made. We, we can't compare the world to us. <laughs> we listen to a lot of shit in this podcast, okay? Let's put that out there. <laughs> so she did so she decided to to essentially well, after that album disappeared. And she is coming back with this new image, or essentially her old image. Of innocent country singing father, I the world loves me. Miley Cyrus was a Disney show, and I changed my name. Type of woman, and she is discrediting the music that she previously made on the backs of black people. So she decided to join the hip hop scene. Yep. Then decided to change her mind and essentially her image. I keep saying essentially because this is. What she's trying to do, but we will not forget what she did. Okay. Supposedly the queen of twerking now believes that that shit is wrong. Mm -hmm. I was so wrong for going down that path. I have come to see the light. Mm -hmm. Hip-hop music is too raunchy and dirty. I don't want to be connected to it. We don't forget. We remember. We can pull up the YouTube videos. We know what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, bitch. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't come in this shit talking about some, oh, I'm country and innocent, bitch. No. And excuse my term of calling her bitch, but in this scenario, she's acting like a bitch. Okay? Yeah. I am not impressed. I cannot believe that we are letting her do this. I cannot believe Billboard posted this article. But fuck Miley Cyrus. S- send me fuck that article. Send me that article. I want to I wanna see this article. And... Her hick ass dad. Who, the only thing he did was uh, that's noteworthy. Was he was in Mulholland Drive, which is a crazy ass movie. This motherfucker's pulling up Diddy, and he's going from Billy, Lucretius, Cyrus, and now he's just calling himself Cyrus. You can't do that. You're a sixty year old man. Grow up. Shit. White trash be white trash. Fuck all the Cyruses. Even Cyrus the Virus? Especially him. (laughs) Cyrus the movie featuring Jonah Hill. Fuck that. All of them. I'm not surprised. Miley tried to cash in on on a trend. um, Or she tried to cash in on something. All of a sudden it wasn't cashing in. So she's just going to go back to whatever. And I'm sure it's going to fail. And then she'll do something else. And whatever. I mean, I, I, it's, fuck Miley, just, yeah. Uh. I'll send you that article, bro. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I pulled up her wiki because I was curious, and there's just a f- picture of her wearing a suit made of stuffed animals riding a hot dog, because I remember that wow. stupid ass shit. Wow. She was for 20 boys, then. Right, she's, I, uh, can't deal with her. And the picture that they used for a billboard, I was like, who is that? Who was that? Was she wearing the Hannah Montana wig? 
No, but it was. She, you funny as hell. But she was just like, I, I was just so pissed. I was like, bitch, you was twerking last week. Now you're trying to just throw. It's it's like she's a fucking, what do you call that? Chameleon. Yeah. Just trying to change everything about herself to fit. The, I don't know. I don't even know what she's thinking. I honestly don't know what she's thinking. Because she she probably is going to blame it as her rebellious stage. And she's using black people as a scapegoat. Hip-hop culture as a scapegoat. I'm just like, bitch. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. Don't bring that shit over here, man. Keep that shit over there. Matter of fact, I'm finna look, search my iTunes, see if Miley pops up on anything. Because if so, she got to get deleted. I think the only Miley mm-hmm. I have, I still is that really awful album we listened to last last year. The the one with um, the flaming lips. I never deleted it. Fucking glitter on her face. Delete that that shit right now. Delete from library. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not eating pancakes anymore either because it remind me of her butt. Damn. <laughs> I did not know where he was going with that. I did not know where he was going with that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, only you, bro. Speaking, only you. Speaking of pancakes, Tiny Tempa is British. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I tried. Tiny Tempa is, is a English rapper who um, – I, I, Never really made it big in the States. Um, though, to be fair, he's only 28. He's got plenty of time. And uh, he's he's been on a couple episodes of Top Gear, and now he released a new album called Youth. Guys, what did you think of Youth? If you picked it, you go first. All right, fine. So Youth is an interesting album in that it is the most, in a long time, this is the most erratic album in terms of quality. There are some songs I adore and love, and then there are some songs that would that are in the running for worst album of, or worst song of the year. So wow. it, it is, it is an hour long. Could easily hack down to about forty minutes, and you'd have a really solid album. But you have songs like "Mama Sita," "Text from Your Ex," and "So Close," which are embarrassingly bad. Like when it, the first time I heard "Mama Sita," I'm like, "This is a fucking joke, right? Like this is like a, <laughs> this is a gag." Like, he's not just going to go, oh, okay, we're going to have our salsa song. Yeah, guys. And, like, fuck you for that. But he puts in, there's a lot of uh, grime influence. There's a couple songs, like, Not For The Radio, where you get some, uh, I'm reminded of Dizzy Rascal, which is a a little bit more of a quintessential English hip-hop sound. I really like that kind of sound. It's a little, got sort of these weird, gritty, dirty, glitchy electronics to it. Um then you got. Uh, I really liked the feature by the features by Tiggs the Art uh, Tiggs the author. Um, I thought he did a really really good job. Never heard any of his other stuff, but I really liked the times he popped up. Then you have the uh, single which has been around for over a year, "Girls Like," which is a really good song. However, it's infuriating because the they do everything they can to make the song bad. They like aggressively try to make the song shitty by having a refrain that's not great the feature by zara larson's not great either and so like all this stuff is just compounding on it to try to make the song shitty but it still works last thing before i pass off i have some other thoughts but the uh song two 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 lyrics i need to drop on you guys uh from the song shadows you have the line tell the stunners i'm a stone cold which 
It's beautiful. Salute to Consoles East Center. <laughs> Salute to 90s WWF wrestling. Um, Salute. And number two, the refrain to the song Holy Moly is just hilarious. It's like, Holy Moly, look at my role. And I'm like, this is dumb, but I love every minute of it. So it's, right. it's, it's just a, this is a confusing album because there's moments where I'm like, I'm so on board with this. I think this is such a cool sound. I wish we had a little bit more of this in the States. Then there's other moments mm. where I'm like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like, just hardcore the dumbest shit I've ever heard. So I am hugely mixed on this one. Mm. I'll jump in next. Um, I'm not going to front. When Alex brought this album up, I was fighting him on it. <laughs> I was like, uh, do you not like time? Uh, hear me out. Hear me out. Because <laughs> when because when you said that, I was like, oh, his last shit. I just did not like it. I was like, I haven't. Heard, I feel like I've heard his music in years, at least in the states. I've heard anything he's done. He hasn't put. Uh, it on, I don't know. If- he hasn't put it on an album in 2013. And the another thing that's kind of weird about this album is there are singles for this album that came out in 2015. Girls like came out in 2015. It's finally just on an wow. album. Wow, that makes sense. That makes sense. But when I started listening, I started to listen to this album. This shit was flame. Man, <laughs> I ran this album back two times. I was like, "Ooh, this shit hot!" And like, I don't, this this podcast, I feel like I've had you know because I always do my favorite songs. These three albums probably had the most of my favorite songs on a podcast ever. At, at least they. Songs for each album, right? For for, for this album, I, my favorites were "Chasing Files," which that shit is just fucking cold. Like the hook, the verses, it was just a, it's just an excellent song. I don't know how that's not a single, but then I always don't understand why these dope ass songs are not singles. Yeah, "Mama Sita" is a single. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> this is a great question. <laughs> That's just not even like top five. That's not even in my one, two, three, four, five, six. That's not even in my top seven. I I wish I could tell you. But the other six of my favorites were cameras. If you know, they don't know. Find me, rehab, and not letting go. This album just I felt like there was in a in a sense, I feel like he just made a lot of dope songs and put them on an album. Yeah. There wasn't like a cohesive thought process like i feel like this he had a mixtape mindset in this like i'm just gonna make dope songs with dope people and i'm just gonna put them on my album because i know they're dope and from what you're telling me it sounds like he's probably been sitting on some of these songs for quite some time yeah you know what i mean so it was it's it's quality and when you bring up the grime um i definitely felt like i heard some grime as well i'm not super influenced by the grime sounds so I couldn't really like point out what grime sounds like. I just have this idea because of Drake's more life salute. <laughs> that was for you guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I had to. But um, I was I was very impressed. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be looking out for his next shit. Um, if he came to the states and toured, I would definitely want to go see him. Uh, He's coming to Chicago in August. Hmm. Oh, wait. I I might be Joey Badass. Hang on. 
Oh, Joey's coming? I got it. Uh, it's I, one of the two. I missed him in um, Philly, so I definitely want to see him. No, I missed him in New York. I could have saw him in New York last year, but I missed it. Yeah, Joey's um, coming in August. Okay. No, Tiny definitely... is not coming to the States, but, however, July 15th, you can see him in Bulgaria. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Hey, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you want to, you want to catch him in Bulgaria, July July sixteenth, he'll be in Hungary. I feel like those places aren't even uh, comfortable with me being there. He, <laughs> like... he is doing. All right, he is doing. Oh, this is insane. The amount of shows he is doing in Ibiza, Spain, over the course of the summer, is ludicrous. How many? What? Hold on. Let me count. One, two. Three, four, five, six, wow. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifth. He's playing. He's playing Ibiza, Spain, from June 9th to September fifteenth, fifteen times. So he's got a residency there. Yeah, Something but, that would make sense, but only. Kluge Napocha Romania once. What the fuck? I mean, guys? yeah, that, that's disproportionate. <laughs> <laughs> fuck no. But, oh, and, uh, and just I, one random uh, show in Canada. Salute to Canada. But for th- this album, I definitely recommend people listen to it. You will definitely enjoy it. Um, it's an album you can put out in the car, you can put out in the house when you're playing the game. It's it's a it's a anytime album, and you gotta have those somewhere in the playlist. Those are my thoughts. Ryan, drop it. Yeah, so um, so there's only two British artists or rappers that I know of, aside from Ty. Let's I'm just gonna call him Tinny. Um, <laughs> so there's Sounds like uh, Tinny. <laughs> yeah, Tinny Tipper. Um, so there's the streets who's got his own style, and uh, Dizzy Rascal, who of course is the goat. He's the, one of the greatest British rappers of all time, considering that there's only two. Um, but now <laughs> Tiny is number three. Um, but this album, you know, it was it was good. You know, I I enjoyed it. Um, I I really kind of was on the fence with some of the songs. Uh, Mama Sita, of course, was hot garbage. Um, the one he did with Zara Larson. What the fuck was that one? Girls like, girls like. That was like his classic man, where it came like five years ago. Yeah, and then he finally put it on like an actual album, but it's got like two hundred million plays on Spotify. Wow! And the number two song has like thirty thousand plays. <laughs> That's a big but, that was his big single. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like most of the songs he did without features on it. Uh, I think Holy Moly was. My favorite song on the album, uh, as well as Light Work, was you know it served its purpose. It made the baby dance a little bit, <laughs> so that's good. Um, but overall, it was kind of forgettable. Nothing really stood out to me. Um, really, but I mean, it was fine. It he, you know he was clearly influenced by the streets and by Dizzy Rascal because you know there's the only two uh, British rappers. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he could never have been influenced by an American rapper. Yeah, of course right. not. There were definitely <laughs> flows from America on this album. Do they get Do they get American music over there? I don't know. I'm not sure if the the radio antennas are the right length yet. 
but soon. How well um, is their radio intent? <laughs> I don't know if you're joking or not. Yeah, I'm joking. It's <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I take you too fucking serious. Never again. You should Never know, again. You should know by now. <laughs> Fuck <I> mean, you. <laughs> Oh, boy. Sorry. Yeah. Does anybody feel like his album cover was super dope? It was. Um, I've seen that crown before. What, was, what is that from? Um, What's his name? He was a oh. singer. I know oh. what you're talking about. Wait, was that from the J. Cole album? No, the no. even before that, uh, he changed his name to Major Marie. Um, he started, I think he started that, and then J. Cole took a version of it. Um... Probably unbeknownst to that the other guy used it, but mm. um, th- yeah, that that I that concept has been used before from another artist a couple years ago. Yeah, but either way, I mean, I, I think people should listen to the album. It uh, it serves its purpose. It gives you a third British rapper to uh, to know the name of. What about Skepta? Who? Skepta. Who? Skepta. Gig. I don't. <laughs> Did you not listen to More Life? You didn't listen to More Life? No, of course. What? Why the fuck would I listen to More Life? You see, I snuck that in there, guys. You see that? (laughs) (laughs) God damn you! Um, (laughs) no, he definitely had some. No, More Life had. Like I I was listening to something the other day, and they definitely said that the only person that could get us all to listen to British artists on multiple songs and actually get us to fuck with them is Drake. And it's so true. I didn't listen to any of that shit. Like, con- I didn't know any of the new guys until Drake. Like, these, like, there's some, there's some dope. They got some dope guys over there. Definitely got some dope guys over there. And I think they're they're creating a very unique style, which actually makes me wish there was a little bit more exposure to like the British hip hop scene over here in the states because they're doing something very different. A lot, I think, a lot more also of like a dance dance hall kind of influences where, like, um. And, also, and sort of the grime influences too, which are I think very different than what we're getting over in the states currently in terms of like trends. Mm-hmm. And, and they, the streets, they, which was they a, just a, a lot of number. trance, like yeah, that's, too. Yes, yes. What did you what did you say? Well, that like is, uh, the beats are like real trance influence, where it's just like you know just shitty EDM, <laughs> but not like trap music or not like traditional rap, where it's like um, you take samples, you chop them up. It's just like Steve Aoki and he makes a fucking completely unique song, and then British people living in their bungalows, wherever they live in, rapping over it. But it's like real Why the fast. Fuck do you think they live in bungalows? I don't know. They live in uh, what, what is? They live in a. Flat. Oh yeah, flats. That's what I'm thinking. Of. I was Damn like it. bungalows. They don't live in fucking bungalows. I'm like, what the fuck? So <laughs> <laughs> fucking bungalows. You, you knew what I meant. I did. That's why I asked. I was like bungalows. The fuck? Like, I can't deal with you right now. On this episode, Ryan shows how much he knows about British things. <laughs> right! I, I've what? seen Attack the Block, and that, that's about it. <laughs> and and, yeah, but and like, you, own, you own all of Monty Python. Oh yeah, that's true. So those are the two things. Priceless. <laughs> yeah, but you guys definitely need... Let's check out gigs. Check out gigs. Gigs G-I-G-S? G-I-G-G-S. All right. And Skepta is the one that's crossing over to American music, American hip-hop in particular. 
he has a lot of songs with um new and and essentially older um hip hop artists yeah. that have definitely taken him on. Skepta's definitely getting some love in America. All right, I just bookmarked their or Skepta and Giggs's most popular song, so we'll see. Definitely. If they suck, I'm never gonna let you down. Or never let you down. Never gonna let you live this down. You never I'm never gonna give you up either. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> nice one, Alex. Nice one. Yeah, I would I would say this is like a check out you give give the whole album a listen because there's gonna be something you're gonna like. It's just you can hard skip Mamacita and you can hard skip text from your ex. They are and then, no uh, text from your ex is decent. And I, I Don't would, say that. I, it's got like an embarrassingly bad refrain. That should have been a single. I, it, I it was a single. It was. It was a single. <laughs> and it the didn't song take, has, that's an American single. That's an American single. Yes, it's a very American, as opposed to like not for the radio, which I think if you played that for an American audience, they would get so confused. Just because, like, the background bass is like, whoop, 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 which is very, that's that's what grime sounds like. And I think our brains would explode by trying to understand it. Fuck. So. British people are crazy, aren't they? They're definitely different. So speaking of British things, let's talk about the most American thing. Joey Badass. Man. <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck Donald Trump. And he said that. He said, what did he say? If you're confident enough, say fuck Donald Trump. He did. Mm-hmm. All right, Tangels, walk us through Joey Badass and all American Badass. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> if you guys have seen, if you know what the title is, you know why he's just fucking saying it like that. <laughs> well, because he, he's, he's influenced by Ice Cube. I can't deal with you right now. No, this this it was off Ice Cube's first solo album was America's Most Wanted with the Triple K. It's yep. the first thing I thought you said Ice T at first, and then I was like, what? And then you said Ice Cube, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's during fair. his time, uh, I would on Law and Order. I would say he was influenced by both. I mean, body count can't go wrong with them. How many episodes do you try to sneak body count in? <laughs> I'm just saying, we need to review one of their albums <laughs> and go to one of their concerts and have them on the show. All right, walk, T'Angelo, talk right. us through okay. this. Joey Badass. Um, personally, one of the best young rappers in the game right now. Lyrically, single-wise, um, just as he has the ability to make very he came in the game with hip hop like his album cover was very what was what they say it was 90s hip hop 80s hip hop like that's what they compared him to when he came in the game so that gives you an idea of who are the people that he's again New York very New York in his sounds i think he kind of stepped away from that in this current album but for a lot of different reasons and this man has decided to push the boundaries against the powers to be the powers that be on this album on his second album for the masses keep in mind second album he decided to do a political album okay this young brother took a risk and financially didn't pay off but on the culture side this album personally is up there with damn 
from the damn intro, you know what you're about to get. This is about to be some music that's going to push the agenda of the against what the system is saying. Um, that you know really hinders people that look like Ryan and myself. Um, and for my people, he directly said he was going to speak for those who are not in position to speak for themselves. And it's ironic that we have two young artists who believe that they're supposed to really use their mics to speak on issues that their other counterparts shy away from because in salute DJ Khaled, they're trying to secure the bag. Joey Badass is not necessarily focused on the bag, but he also, but I also recognize that he has other ways that he's getting music. He's in Hollywood. He's on that, um, I think, not iRobot, but is it Mr. Robot? Yeah, I think it's Mr. Robot. Right, Mr. Robot, which is a, a very high acclaimed TV show. So he's definitely getting great looks on there from his acting chops. And I'm sure he's getting monies in other areas, which allow him to be so vocal on this album. My favorite songs on the album were Good Morning America, For My People, which I listen to regularly. Land of the Free, which I li- was the only song I listened to for like two weeks because mentally it just felt like where I was at. Like, I just felt like there were so many things against me at that point and stage in my life. And that song really spoke to me. Um, Devastated, which was an excellent single. Um, the ability to stay lyrical, the ability to... It was, it was an uplifting song, but when you hear the title, you don't think that's what it's going to be. Uh, Rockabye Baby was a very strong song. Salute to Schoolboy for giving him a really strong verse. Um, Babylon... And closing it out with American Idol. Just a lot, just a very strong body of work, a very politically focused, um, a very eye-opening type of music. If you if you weren't really conscious on the issues or had an idea of what um, systemic racism or things of that nature look like, I feel like he touched on those things on that. Didn't go super in depth, but said enough to make you want to do some research yourself. Um, I was just I was very proud of him on this album. Um, again, technically he's had three projects out. Um, his debut came out was that a year or two ago. This is his sophomore album. Um, I think he's he's great for the culture. He is culture. Um, and I'm definitely excited to see where Joey Badass is gonna continue to push his music. All right. Yeah, I was so I never have listened to Joey Badass before. Oh, really? Okay. So I'm walking into this album. Uh, he's got dollar signs for S's, and everything's in all caps. And I'm like, oh fuck, what 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 is Tangelo going to get me into? What is he walking me into? And then it turns out <laughs> to this be like this like super melodic, very chill, jazz soul influenced, very '90s era hip hop album. It's very Despite the lyrical content being horribly depressing and poignanted and critical, it is an extremely mellow-sounding album. And that's very akin to 80s, 90s hip-hop. Uh, like, you think of, like, the, the first Roots album, which is just... It's just, so, like, solid beats um, like sta- that are sampled from, like, old funk records. Um and just sort of like mellow, mellow background music to provide for then the for the MC then to provide solid um, lyrical prose on top of it. 
So I was I was genuinely shocked because this is sort of a style of uh, hip hop that's really not popular right now. Um, mm-hmm. Very, it's very classic, I guess would be the way you could put it. Um, and I think it absolutely worked. I adored this album. I put it on. I was driving back from a regional meeting, and I'm like, "Holy shit! What? I did not anticipate any of this." I kept waiting for like all of a sudden to get like super loud and crazy, and it just never did. Um, uh, the songs for my people and temptation probably my favorite. Uh, again, lyrical content wise, they're not. Ha- none of this is happy music, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's it's I think it's ne- it's necessary because it's a political. It's very political. It's very culture oriented, and uh, um, I think all of that works. Um, and I think he does, he has got this gr- just great lyrical content that paints these pictures of what he's seeing and what he's experiencing, and he doesn't av- and delivers it excellently. Um, I cracked up at the song "Devastated." All I'm sitting there going, "Wait a minute, we're we're sampling Outcast," um, <laughs> <laughs> and then what that originally was sampled from, uh, "Sleepy Brown." Um, probably also my favorite song. I just thought it had this very big epicness to it. Um, the closer, oh man, American Idol, that song is unbelievably good. Just unbelievable. And then it's got that bits in the end where like, Mm -hmm. it starts like, like the vocals start breaking up. So it sounds like the whole thing's starting to come apart at the seams. Mm -hmm. And that like, there, there, there's a classic saying for us NPR listeners is the driveway moment where like, like. I, I'm gonna get out of my car. Oh shit! This this is too good. I'm learning about like uh, Tibetan throat singing or mountain goats. I gotta stay in the car and listen to it. That's that's the NPR driveway moment. And I had about four <laughs> minutes left on this song. I pulled into the driveway, and and what did you know? A Joey Badass gave me a driveway moment. I'm like, can't get out of my car. This is too good. I gotta see how this plays out. So, those are my just initial brief thoughts. And again, shout out to Ice Cube uh, with the reference to All American. With American spelled with the triple K, um, I thought that was I was I was awesome. Just a cool little nod. I'm sure a lot of younger people aren't going to catch that. They're going to be like, "Oh, that's this cool that he did that," and they're not going to realize that Ice Cube did it first. So, with that said, make sure you listen to uh, America's Most Wanted by Ice Cube because that album is also fucking phenomenal. Listen now as T'Angelo types in America's Most Wanted into his computer. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> Wait, you, you've listened to America's Most Wanted, right? You you got to remember when I started listening to hip hop. That was outside. Oh, yeah, that was outside of my scope at that time. That was Man. outside of my scope. Ice Cube has what thirteen albums? They're all fantastic. Ice Cube has thirteen albums. I think so. Yeah. Um, he also had a great feature in the All American film Anaconda. Don't forget that, folks. Yeah, he lived to the end. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> the black guy lived to the end. Very rare, by the way. Very, Very rare. <laughs> he had to have signed that into his contract. Hey, I cannot fucking die. Okay, keep me to the fucking end. <laughs> How Ice Cube? So he's forty-seven, darn near fifty. There are a few people that just radiate badassery like Ice Cube. It is unreal. Like Snoop Dogg, not badass anymore. Doctor Dre. Not badass anymore. I'm just speaking to NWA people. Ice Cube, that man radiates. Like, I would never want to get into a fight with him because I feel like he would just look at me and it would burst into flames. He even made a fight movie about fighting a teacher. He did? That's badass. Yes! It was a blockbuster film. 
Fist fight, or um, not fist fight. What was it called? Was it fist fight? No, it was with him and Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Uh, what is that called? It's called fist fight. That's what I thought it was. It is fist fight. It came out this year. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, he he did that this year, and he also did Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage. Hell yeah! Flopped. It wasn't like two scenes though. That shit flopped. Yeah, but Fate of the Furious, timeless. Of course. Um, so I was wrong. Ice Cube has nine albums with the tenth coming out soon. But that does not include anything he did with NWA or any other collaborations. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It's your turn, brother. Oh, shit. Okay. Man, oh, man. Joey Badass. The first time I listened to this album... I listened to it four times in a row. I love this album. It is so good. It's it's so good. It's 12 tracks of just fuck you, fuck Donald Trump, fuck everything about you and all your little friends. We're coming to get you. They um he really So Joey and all of his little friends um and all his little friends made a uh, like they they I guess he uh, really encapsulated the spirit of not only Ice Cube and Ice T with body count. Um, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but um, the the hip hop group that stood out the most that I was like listening for it, like his influences, and it like without a doubt it was Dead Prez. Like beginning to end, this album stank of Dead Prez, mm. and like. Oh, man, I don't even know where to go with this. So, Good Morning America. He killed it. He killed it. I had all sorts of lyrics pulled up um, that I was going to cite, but I closed all of them. But the last one, I'll save that till the end. Um, some of the features, um, specifically J. Cole's, I just, I didn't even hear J. Cole on that track. Exactly. That's like, where was he? That's my favorite. Um. Uh, some of the best album or best songs of the album, of course, "Land of the Free," "Rockabye Baby." Um, that song dropped like two, three weeks ago, and that wasn't constant rotation for me. Um, my favorite song, I, th- I think, I think it's "American Idol." I think there's a couple up there. That was, I mean, just such a devastating closer. That is, that is just a yeah, right? hammer blow of wonderful lyricism and production genius. Right? right, and his flow—the whole album was amazing. It went crazy. I love this shit. I loved it so much. It reminded me of Body Count. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think everyone should this listen to this body album. Count reference, I can't. Like, I think everybody and their mom should listen to this album. You should play it for all your teachers, for your boss. Be like, I'm not coming in today. Be like, why not? Listen to All American Badass, and you'll know why. Be like, oh fuck, okay. It's anti-capitalist, it's anti-racist, it's anti-white supremacy, it's pro-black, it's pro-poor people rising up, it's pro-democracy, it's pro-anarchy. I love the whole fucking album. Salute. Salute to Joey. I think my favorite line from the whole album is this. I'll just, I'll just after this, I'm done. Um, 
until you know we talk about the next album but <laughs> they want us to rebel so that it makes easier for them to kill us and put us in jails Alton Sterling's R.I.P. are happening every day in this country and around the world. The scary part, boys and girls, is most of these stories don't make it to the news and reach mass consciousness because their fucking cops are killing us and they're not even reporting it. Fuck all police. Free my people. Listen to Joey Badass. I'm done. (laughs) Salute to Joey. Salute to Joey. It was an amazing album. Like I said, just a, a throwback to a different uh, style of hip-hop. Just a, a lot of cla- classicness. Reminds me of Ice Cube. Doesn't really remind me of Body Count because nothing reminds me of Body Count. Um, except maybe a car crash. But Cop killer, son. Cop killer. <laughs> I was shocked. So, and I, I know T'Angelo typically does like looks at the reviews. I, I took a look. I was shocked that the reviews were... I'm seeing more like sevens and eights out of tens. I'm like, this is a much better album than like a seven or eight out of ten. This is like, this is easily in my mind a running for album of the year already. It is. I agree. Leaps and bounds, rock solid. And then once again, because Pitchfork has to be the fucking contrarian, they have to say, well, constant one-liners were a bit lead-in for beef, beef for the uh, whatever Joey's. I can't even read what that last album title was. Um, they are sorely missed. This album is all one-liners. This album is just lyrical landmines that as you're listening, they just blow up in your face, and you're like, fuck, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I, this is, I, you know, obviously we, we got the last album, the Kendrick album, coming next, and I was like, there's, and so I listened to that one first, listened to Tiny, and I'm like, there's no way anything's going to be better than the Kendrick album. I'm like, oh, just kidding. Now I have some serious thinking to do. I agree. But I damn, agree. period. He flame. Is the fourth studio album by Kendrick Lamar. K-Dot. Ryan, you taking this one? Yeah, I'll go with this one. Um, so I'm I'm of the rare sort where I don't dick ride Kendrick. Um, <laughs> so uh, damn, it was good. Um, but the, there was way too much goddamn hype about this album. Um like some of the popular songs, you know, humble. His flow was so stupid in that. What? I fucking hated it. It's like it was like junior high school kid rapping. Like I'm not like it, was, <laughs> it sounded like he was rapping to a um what's it called? The little infant toy where you pull it and it spins is like the cow goes moo. Um wow. Yeah, I fucking hate that shit. Um DNA pass. I was what? not a fan of that. What? Song. I did not like DNA. Sue me. I don't give a fuck. I'll fight all you guys. Um, um, let's see. <laughs> what else? What else? How the fuck else can I roast Kendrick? Um, so I don't remember what song it was, but he had this real pro Israel like radio yeah. segment. Fuck that. Fuck Israel. They're goddamn oppressive ass Zionist <laughs> apartheid bullshit. He said Israel light. Was Israelite referencing to the Bible as the chosen people? Oh snap! Yeah, fuck that shit. Um, <laughs> definitely took that line wrong. You definitely took that line wrong. I think I just need to read the lyrics or like read what the guy said. I'll come back to you guys on that one. James Blake helped produce uh, Element. That was awesome. Because uh, James Blake is dope. He's the dopest. British 
musician ever. Fight me on that. Um, what else, man? A lot of this shit was just boring. And yeah, I listened to it three times. I'm like, I can't do it. Uh, surprisingly enough, you two on XXX or Triple X. Uh, that was a surprising. That was that song was all right. <laughs> I will listen to that song again if I was forced to. Um, but yeah, it was just very forgetful. Every time I listen to it, shh, even, shh. even your baby disagrees <laughs> with you. Yeah, well, right. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, every time I listen to it, though, I was on a hot, crowded train, so that might have affected my mood about this because <laughs> um, it didn't lift my spirits. But yeah, it was just. I was not a fan of this album. Damn. Right. Well, as as, as Kendrick says, y- use a use a use a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, you need to sit down, Alex, and be humble. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. Um. Baby in the pool. Godfather goals. I did see. If I'm gonna get... slap you, I'm gonna make that shit look sexy. But, but... <laughs> I'm gonna make it look sexy. Um, I I did crack up at uh there was there was this meme that I or uh image I saw on the internet um that someone posted like it was a it was a spoof off of uh from Lyric Genius and it was like Kendrick Lamar like it said any song it just said it just says hello and then like the translation was Kendrick is deeply exploring the internet like it was just like this like three paragraph long thing. <laughs> Yeah, people dick ride Kendrick too much. Because he's skin dope, it's not dick riding. Drake is dick riding because he doesn't. He, I see if you said people dick ride Drake. Kendrick Lamar gives us lyrical assassination every fucking time, right? You fucking crazy talking about some dick riding. I'm done. Well, I, so here's I will I will empathize with Ryan in the fact that I feel like the current Kendrick hype is kind of like the mid aughts uh, Kanye hype. Where I know, I know Ryan loves Kanye, but it was the same thing where it's like, if Kanye did anything, everyone's like, this is the greatest thing that ever happened because... That's because he's a genius. Yeah, except then he did 808s and Heartbreak, so uh, we'll discuss that That shit time. was excellent. That it's because he was, was sad, bro. That, that he was sad. Was excellent. Fucking nightmare. Um, she anyway, was excellent. So, I got, we, gotta, we gotta talk about Vaporwave before we get into this album. Because mm. Kendrick Lamar clearly was listening to a lot of Vaporwave... Vaporwave is when you take 80s infomercial music, sample some, like, cheap-ass 80s pop music, and pitch shift the, the living fuck out of it. Because this album has so much wacky pitch shifting, has so much wacky just, like, slow down or sped up samples all over the place. He cl- just, like, list, list, search Macintosh Plus on your spare time on YouTube. It's a terrible album, but point being... Kendrick clearly was inspired by Vaporwave. It's just all this goofy, I'm, I've clearly taken too much Robitussin-style music nonsense. That being said, I loved it. Because I will happily dick-ride Kendrick till the sun comes down. Or up. Or anywhere in between. Um, but I did not like this album as much as his previous work. This album had it didn't feel like a cohesive thing it felt a lot more like a bunch of songs glued together and it had a very erratic feeling to it um, where songs would just randomly stop and start and just like do all sorts of wacky pitch shifting and just kind of goofy nonsense. Like I forget which song it is where the background you just hear, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And um, it was ridiculous. 
uh, or on Triple X where U2 is like slow down. To, I think that's U2 that like really, really slow down part um, is completely ridiculous, but I like it overall. But then again, as you guys know, I love music that's nonsensical and very experimental. Um, there is a moment where it felt like Kendrick, it, there's parts of this album where I feel like Kendrick is trying to see what he can get away with sonically. Um, but there are uh, some great producers. I was surprised that DNA was produced by Mike Will made it. Number one, because I didn't have to hear Mike Will made it's Mike Will made it sample on the album. He, he stopped saying that. Well, I'm glad Mike Will made it did do that because that was the fucking dumbest thing ever. Kind of like Maybach music. Um, he took your advice, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, Mike Will made it. Uh, uh, and just so you know, the rest of the world listening, I'm taking credit for this. Uh, then you had Bad Bad Not Good producing Lust. So there's some good some good stuff there. Uh, Bad Bad Not Good being amazing. Uh, Duckworth, great closer. Um, just this album was just weird. And like the last album was weird. and But this is like weird, weird. And I like that, but at the same time, nothing, what I'll agree with with Ryan is, like, nothing stuck. Like, a lot of stuff was like, this is cool, this is interesting, but there were, it was just, this was very, it was very strange, and, like, there's no songs that I'm, like, go, except for DNA, and I think uh, it was Pride, Um, nothing's, like, making me go, shit, I need to listen to this again. So, it's confusing. I loved it. But I don't want to really go back and listen to it again versus like Pimp a Butterfly or uh, Good Kid, Mad City, where I'm like, I'm going to repeat this a million times over. So in conclusion, fuck Vaporwave, but you need to listen to Vaporwave to understand this album. Oh, and I forgot to mention Fear. Um, that So when we talked about Joey Badass, those lyrics are depressing. Fear has got the saddest goddamn lyrics in the world. Um where he just keeps talking about, like, I'm going to beat your ass for this, I'm going to beat your ass for this. I was like, well, that sounds like about half the clients I work with, and I'm going to go cry now and eat a whole pizza. T'Angelo, back to you. What to say after what you guys just said? I, I, don't, I just want to say fuck my notes and just speak. But I took time to write these notes, so I'm going to read my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to digest what the both of you said, though. Like, Ryan, fuck you. First off, fuck That's you. That's fine. Whatever. That's cool. You hate motherfucker. It just doesn't remind him of a body count. That's all. <laughs> you the dick rider of the hate of the non-dick riders. Dick rider. That's how Wait. I feel about you right now, Ryan. Well, what? What? <laughs> Good. You should be confused, motherfucker. <laughs> Back onto my motherfucking notes. So, the one of the best albums of 2017. One of them, because we've had an excellent amount of excellent music in 2017 so far. But I think that, for me personally, this is definitely at the top. On top of that, the numbers beat Drake. There were so many articles talking about what this means for Drake, that Kendrick Lamar beat him. The real hip-hop lyricist beat the pop hip-hop lyricist, if you want to call it that. Salute to Drizzy, though. I thought this album was not only hip-hop, this was definitely culture. People always digest Kendrick right away. I think we do digest his music too fast. And 
what I hate is that, and I feel like he probably tried to fight this on this album. He tried to pick, tried to make music that was more memorable outside of, I guess you could say, his political cultural focus. Like "Humble" was a dope song, but it was not like super political. It was not. Um, it was not I. You know what I'm saying? Like that song was a way for you know, people that uh, protest and things of that nature. That was a huge song for that. Humble was just like, it reminds me of a Millie. Like how Humble was structured. I felt like it, like for me, that was a Millie. Because I feel like people are going to memorize Humble and just spit all the lyrics. Like Humble just had that vibe for me, personally. Um, I'm still digesting this album. Um, this is so that I feel like in a sense there's not really too much that I can say but I'm going to anyway K-Dot is like Drake in the sense that he makes music that is realistic to his life right now he doesn't shy away from the issues uh, and I think that's why we support him so much because he is on a very high pedestal this is the type of music he's always been making you know, if you go back to Section 88, you go back to, um, was it Overly Dedicated, OD, I think that's what it was. Uh, he had this type of music on there as well. So he stayed true to his guns about the music that he produces. He, is, he isn't a radio person. He isn't someone that's trying to make radio hits. We just make his songs radio songs. But that's not what he's looking for. But we, people just fuck with him so much, like Drake, where his songs just have to become radio songs because so many people are just listening to them anyway. Because Humble is not a radio song. None of these are radio songs. None of these are radio songs. But I guarantee you will hear them on the radio. You'll hear DNA on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll hear Humble on the radio. Loyalty is the next single. So you know you're going to hear that on the radio. What you have to do because Rihanna's on it. I'm not mad at the camp. Even though that's not (laughs) the best song on the album. I wouldn't have put that as a next single, but Rihanna's on it. When you think about streaming and the streaming things that, in, you know, because YouTube, um, they count YouTube streams now. Yeah. So just putting a video out with Rihanna in it, it's going to get you millions of views. So financially, it was smart. It'll push, it'll push the album in the platinum range because I know it's fucking close. I think the second week he had 200,000. The first week it was 600,000. So if he's not platinum in week four, they'll put out the video for loyalty and then it'll go platinum. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if just thinking about streaming, that's what that's why they put the video off for Mask Off, even though Mask Off's video was weak as fuck. Just just to inter- Dan was certified platinum on May fourth. So okay. I missed that. Thank you. So I wouldn't be surprised if it went double platinum within the next month or so. Cause if it's already platinum, we're what we're, are we two, three weeks in? Uh, came out so April fourteenth. So yeah, that's probably about two weeks worth. Some around there, two two and a half weeks. So with, by two, by month two, it I feel like this album will go double platinum. Yeah, easily, easily by month two to go double platinum. Um, opposite of what Ryan said, the Israelite line made me want to learn more about that culture and who the Israelites represent. Currently, because I've ironically I've heard that line 
said in different ways in the past couple months. It might be because the pages I follow, things of that nature, but there definitely seemed to be a correlation um, between African culture, um, Israelites themselves, and like the descendants and that and and the like. So I, I don't know too much about that, to be completely honest with you. But that line definitely made me say, oh, maybe I should look into that. And I think Kendrick has the ability to do that in his music. Because, um, again, he makes music for the culture. He's not making radio songs. He, he makes music to make you think a little more, to make you want to do a little research. Um, he's very politically driven in his music. Even though outside of his music and out, technically outside of his shoes, he doesn't really talk that much. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. We really don't know what's going on in Kendrick's mind. Whether that's good or bad, probably good, because oftentimes when you see the, the realness of your idols, you don't like it. So I think I definitely enjoy that he doesn't do those type of things. He just puts out his music and says, this is what I got. Puts out his video. This is what I got. And that's where, and performances. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. He, he doesn't seem to let a lot of people into their camp in general. You know, Schoolboy Q and Absol do a couple interviews, but, you know, they're very similar to Kendrick. They don't go media crazy. And I think that kind of gives to the allure of the, you have to listen to the body at work because that's the only way you're going to hear what they actually care about and what they have to say. Um, but salute to Kung Fu Kenny. Um, <laughs> the shit was the shit was flame. Kung Fu Kenny is definitely the dopest nickname probably I've ever heard in my entire life. Because who has a name nickname doper than Kung Fu Kenny? And I love how how many times the DJ said it. New Kung Fu Kenny. Like that shit was dope as hell to me. <laughs> it's just fucking dope. Like I wish I had a nickname like that. <laughs> Kung Fu T. <laughs> Some shit like that. But in closing, my favorite songs were DNA, Ya. Element, loyalty, pride, lust, love, XXX, God, and fear. Like, so basically, I fucking love this your, album. Your favorite songs are the entire album. You didn't say blood. Yeah, out of 14 songs, you can't do that. <laughs> your favorite songs can't be more than half the album. <laughs> That's just, and I, I, I prefaced that in the beginning. I said this: these three projects had my most favorite song yeah that I, that any of our other podcasts i think you make i just a, really enjoyed these albums i think you make a good point that this is he's definitely not making radio music but it gets converted into radio music somehow we, people just go oh yeah this was totally for the radio when when it wasn't um <laughs> it's he he is de- credit to him there at no point in this album did, did i feel like he was making something for the for listeners he was just making whatever he wanted, and whatever came out, whether people loved it or hated it, was, was it. He And he's definitely pushing some... I, I only know... Uh, I, I never even listened to his first album, so I only know Good Kid, Pimp a Butterfly, Untitled, which is basically more Pimp a Butterfly than this. And he's definitely getting more in that experimental realm. Um, which I think is great, and I think, and I think it's great that there's more attention to it. It's just... Something about I I can't put my finger on it, but like something about it just wasn't quite as clicking. 
there's bits and pieces and moments that I'm going to really remember. Like, um, like I said, on fear, that whole part where you just keep saying like, I'll beat your ass for this. I'll beat your ass for that. And I'm like, that, like, that's going to stick in my head for a very long time. Um, but there's stuff in the middle where like, I just don't really remember like loyalty. I thought was kind of really, eh, um, Duckworth was amazing though. So I'm, I'm I'm confused on this one. I'm really confused on this one. And Ryan and Ryan Andromeda just... has some things to say about the album. All right, lay it on us, Andromeda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go on. Oh, now you don't want to talk anymore. There we go. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, you're saying that people will keep dick riding Kendrick? Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you just said dick ride and you're talking to your baby. <laughs> I was just going to pretend like he didn't say that. <laughs> She'll have to learn that expression at some point when she has to express oh, how much people are dick riding Kendrick. She also said, fuck Drake. <laughs> and drama, we got to get you right, man, because Pop's got you... Pops fucking you up. Pops is fucking you up. Does she know how to say body count yet? No. <laughs> she doesn't know how to say body count yet. So, T'Angelo, I know, is a hard recommend. I'm a solid recommend as well. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> a, uh, would you, you recommend... You don't listen to shit anyway, so fuck it. My opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> People are going to like it or they're going to hate it. It's whatever. So you hate it, is what you're saying? Yeah, I did not like this album. Who the fuck are you, man? Specifically, I really, I can't get the goddamn beat to humble out of my head, and I hate it because it's such a terrible, terrible beat. Interesting. I can't remember the beat to humble at the moment. It's just the piano. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. so bad. What, is that the song where he says like I want real stuff like I want authentic stuff like women with stretch marks or whatever that line is yeah I like that line it's a good line <laughs> oh you're anti butt implants I mean I just feel it's unnecessary I, 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 I've been talking with a lot of people lately that have had cosmetic surgery I'm like if you want that that's fine but you're, you're beautiful when you're organic as well like a carrot pulled so, out of the earth there's a lot of ugly people out there <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes... There's a lot of pancake butts, too. Looking at you, Miley. Oh. Mm. So I want Her and to, Taylor I... got the longest backs ever. <laughs> oh, T-Swift. She's just doing her own thing. She's doing her own thing. She's just anyway, I wanted to introduce the segment at the very end of the show where we propose what was the best album out of the three that we listened to on this episode. Mm. Badass. Badass, without a doubt. I'm not going to disagree with that. Because I feel like people are going to listen to Kendrick, but everyone is is not necessarily going to hear about the badass. So I'm going to co-sign on badass. You know, I think I'm going to have to co-co-sign. As much as I really... I did enjoy Kendrick for his disturbing as it was um i, th- I think Amer- all american badass was just a much more cohesive well put together album as opposed to sort of a smattering of dmt nonsense um 
And so, yeah, I, w- I would agree as well. I think so. Uh, on this very first time we did it, three out of three, Joey Badass, All-American Badass. Worst song of this episode, Mamacita. Without a doubt, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey, come and you get your that. prize. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you on the next episode, Joey, where we'll review other things that have sounds in them. <laughs> Salute to Joey. Salute to Tiny. Salute to K-Doc. Kung Fu Kenny! Top hat T'Angelo. Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> fuck Paul Ryan. Hey, you know what? Mitch McConnell, fuck you too. You girdle the turtle looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>